So, um, title of this message, <laughs> what will you put up with? <laughs> what will you put up with? Uh, we're going to go to, um, pastor's been hedging around these verses. So we're going to start there first, or in John chapter one, verse 17, King James, please. And the crowd went mild. <laughs> John 1, 17. Woo! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We're full. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I can't move a bull. <laughs> Couldn't eat another bite. <laughs> it says for, let me see. Let me get here first myself. Okay. Uh, John 1, 17. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Christ Jesus. Now the word came in the Greek means uh, genomai. In the vines, it means to become. And, and it signifies the change of condition. So there was a law that was given, but there's a change in your condition by Christ Jesus because grace came and made what condition, what condition you're in. Right? It says it signifies a change of condition, state, or place. I like this. To come into existence. So if you think about this, grace and truth came into existence by Christ Jesus. And you tie that up with Romans 5.19. King James, Romans 5.19. It says, for as by one man's disobedient, disobedience, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one, it only took one, shall many be made righteous. Verse 20, moreover, the law entered that the offense might, <laughs> that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more, not just more, much more, kind of like a more than a conqueror. You, you, have a, you know, he made you a conqueror, but he made you much more. And this here, grace, much more abounded. In the New Living, it says in, in verse 20, uh, let's start at 19. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God. Come on, we're one. We could do this. Many will be made righteous. Verse 20, God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sin more and more, here's, a, here's a, oh, the kicker. God's wonderful grace became more abundant. His wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled over all people, verse 21, and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead. His wonderful grace rules instead. There's nothing negative in it. There's nothing hurtful. There's nothing harmful in that. God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Woohoo! Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4, King James. I have no passion tonight, just to let you know. <laughs> no passion on the page, Stephanie. <laughs> Ephesians 2, verse 4, please. But God, who was rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when, come on, before we were all cleaned up and, and, and blue ribbon sheep like we are now, we weren't always that way. 
<laughs> Even when we are dead in sins, he has quickened us or made us alive together with Christ. By grace are you saved. And, like, if that wasn't big enough, and raised us up together and made us to sit. He didn't, he just didn't. It's like, he makes me lie down on green pastures. You keep on, you ever get a baby, you try to put them in bed? Lay down. Would you lay down? And that's like us. We keep on getting up. He's trying to get us to lay down. He wants you to rest. But we keep getting up. He says, lay down. He's making us sit together. Would you sit in your place? Sit down. Sit down. Woo-hoo. Sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Oh, amen. amen. New living. It says, but God is so rich in mercy. And he loved us so much. I like that. He loves you so much. You can put a whole lot of O's on the end of so, because he does. That even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. And it is only by God's grace that you've been saved. It's the only way. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ. And I like this. Seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. United. That is one, one, joined together. So I got this. We are God's vessels for this hour, right? It wasn't a question. It's a statement. (laughs) Amen. Thank you. (laughs) We are God's vessels for this hour, and we are now positioned. We're now positioned for a redo, And, and, and that's bringing us back to God's original intent. This is our redo. The God's original intent back in Genesis verse 126, please. King James. Woo! I'll do it myself because it's just like I like it. Genesis 1:26. And God said, if God's gonna say something, he didn't stutter. Right? He said, Let us make man, woman, people, in our image after our likeness, and, and let them. Have dominion over the fish of the air, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and every creep that creeps on the earth. Yeah, we got authority over creeps. Don't let them mess with you. Yeah. (laughs) Come on now. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image, in his own image. In the image of God created he, him, male and female, he created them. He created them, and God blessed them and said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. That's the original tent. We're there now. He made us that way now, and we're going to walk in it. Amen? So, again, what are you going to put up with? The stuff starts messing with you. Realize you're created in his image and in his likeness, and you have dominion. What are you going to put up with? Right, right, right. Huh? It should make you indignant when things start messing with you. It's like, oh, no, no. You don't know what you, who you are messing with today. You picked the wrong door to knock on today, I'll tell you. Psalms 139, verse 14, King James, please. Psalms 139, verse 14. David, talking to himself. He's talking to himself. He says, I will praise thee, for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. What are you saying about yourself? Same thing. Thank you. Marvelous are your works, God. 
that my soul, my soul knows right well. New Century Version says, I praise you because you made me in an amazing and wonderful way. Now, people might think you're kind of cocky if you start talking that way, but hardy har har. You are. You can't help who you are. The message says, I thank you, high God. You're breathtaking. See, he, gets, he, he puts things in perspective first, right? He's talking to God. I thank you, God. You are breathtaking. <laughs> Body and soul, I am marvelously made. I worship in adoration. What a creation. Just like what Dawn was doing. She was worshiping him, and the more she worshiped, the lower she got. Right? But she made him big, but she got low. She's getting down. But she's making him big. Why? Because she made God bigger than her problem. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Complete Jewish Bible says, I thank you because I'm awesomely made. Awesome. You need to walk around and give yourself a self high five and say, I'm awesome. I resemble that remark. Thank you very much. It says, uh, I thank you because I'm awesomely made. Wonderfully, your works are wonders. Your works are wonders. Not, I'm a wonder. <laughs> I wonder what that is. No, no, no. He says, your works are wonder. We're signs and wonders to this generation. The Living Bible. It says, I thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. It's amazing to think about. Your workmanship is marvelous, and how well I know it. How well do you know it? How well? Yeah. Verse 17 in the Living Bible says, How precious it is, Lord, to realize that you're thinking about me constantly. Come on, you're on his mind constantly. He's thinking about you. He can't help it. I can't even count how many times a day your thoughts turn towards me. And when I wake in the morning, you're still thinking of me. He's got his mind stayed on you. Jeremiah 29, King, uh, verse 11. We know this one. King James. Jeremiah 29, 11. <laughs> I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. So he's thinking, he knows what he's thinking about. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> God knows what he's doing. He says, I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. New Living says, there are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Future and a hope. Come on now. The message, I like this. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> He knows what he's doing. You leave it in the hands of a specialist. He, he, he's got you. He's got me. He says, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. These are plans to take care of you, not to abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. What do you want? What is your future? What are your plans? What is your vision? What does God called you to do? What do you want to do? His will. And what is that? It's going to be big. It's going to be wild. It's going to be a rush. You're going to have a good time. You're going to be blessed. And the people around you are going to be blessed. Why? Because you're fulfilling what God has called you to do, which is going to just scratch right where you itch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So think of this. With all of this happening in each of us, what would happen when we all... Think that same way. 
God has got a future. He's got a hope for us. He's got a plan for us. And, and we all, we're all on the same page, right? As a person thinks, so they are. So then you link that up with Matthew 18, 18. Come on, we are going to tear this place up. Yeah, yeah. Matthew 18, 18. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you bond on earth. Why? Because we're in togetherness. Come on, we, we agree. Whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound uh, in, in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Verse 19, again I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as to touching anything that they shall ask, come on, we come into agreement. There is nothing we cannot do. It shall be done for them of my Father, which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst. Oh, my goodness. One, yeah, one accord. But it's one threefold accord. Because a threefold accord is not, cannot be broken. That's us. We resemble that. <laughs> And you think about it, knowing this, God has guaranteed our success. And he's going to personally see to it that whatever project or whatever it is he's called you to do, you're going to do it. You will succeed. Even if you had a few rough spots, we've had rough spots. But the thing is, we just keep going through. We don't quit. <laughs> you wouldn't concern yourself with failing because you have God's word. We got God's word on it. He said, it's like when Jesus told the disciples to go to the other side. Well, there's a storm. He, he, didn't, he didn't care about the storm. He said, go to the other side. That was the word. And it makes it easy to have a winning attitude that way when you know that you win. And God, God promised in his word that he, we would succeed. He called us overcomers, and we will overcome any problem in the world. Just don't quit. We don't quit. So what you, to, what you tolerate, you will not fight. It's true. Whatever you tolerate, you will not fight. And the def definition of tolerate is to put up with, to endure, to bear, to allow the existence of. Could be a sickness in your body. Could be a, a, a death. Could be anything. But are you going to tolerate that? Or are you going to, hey, I'm, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm complex. I'm special. I have got the goods. You've got the goods. Right? So we don't have to put up with nothing. Right? Or another word was put up with or permit. Put up with something or something unpleasant, allow without a permit. <laughs> it doesn't have a permit. Right. Sickness does not have a permit. Debt does not have a permit. No, no, no. It's illegal. Psalms 18, please. 28. King James. It's illegal. It's not allowed. Psalms 18, 28, for you, Lord, will light my candle. And uh, another word says uh, he's, <laughs> he's going to turn you into a jet. He says, you're going to light my candle. The Lord, my God, will enlighten my darkness. For by you, Lord, I have run through a troop. And by my God, I have leaped over a wall. Come on now. Let's look, link that up with uh, Psalms 27, verse 1. Psalms 27, verse 1. I'm getting excited. If you can leap over a wall, you are got you got the stuff. And then Psalms 27, verse 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I? Who? Who are you gonna fear? Huh? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Next one. 
when the wicked come, even my enemies and my foes came up on me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled. There, come, don't you mess with me. Come on, you need to get your attitude. Don't you, me, don't you, don't you mess with me. Mm-mm. Verse 3. Though a host should encamp against me, and my heart shall not fear. There's no fear here. We don't walk in that. No, the war should rise up against me, and this will I be confident. We have a confidence in him. One thing I've desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I, might, I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. So to behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in his temple, for in the time of trouble, in the time of trouble, he will hide me in his pavilion. He's got you. He's got me. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide us. He has set us up on a rock. Woo! Okay. Um, <laughs> and now, verse 6. <laughs> and now should my head be lifted up above my enemies. Round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. Come on, you got joy going on. I will sing. Yes, I'll sing praises unto the Lord. What was Don doing? It was an illustrated sermon. Amen. Whatever the situation, sing, Silas. Hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Yeah, to our God, right? Uh, let's go to um, Exodus chapter 8, verse 1, please. New Living Translation, I'm just going to read this um, because it just makes it easy to read. Exodus chapter 8, verse 1, New Living. Then the Lord said to Moses, go back to Pharaoh and announce to him, this is what the Lord says, let my people go so they can worship me. Could you imagine going up to the prime minister, the president, the queen, the queen, let my, go, just going up to them face to face. Okay, you got to walk through their um, bodyguards and all that other stuff. And it's like, hey, no, 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 you, you're gonna, I got a message for you. Let my people go so they can worship me. If you refuse to let them go, I will send a plague of frogs across your entire land. The Nile River will swarm with frogs. They will come up out of the river into your palace, even into your bedroom, onto your bed. They will enter the houses of your officials and your people. They'll even jump into your ovens and your kneading bowls. Frogs will jump on you, your people, and all your officials. That don't sound good. Nope. Verse 5, the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron, raise the staff in your hand over all the rivers, canals, and ponds of Egypt. And bring up frogs over the, all the land. So <laughs> verse 6, Aaron raised his hand over the waters of Egypt, and frogs came up and covered the whole land. Verse 7, the magicians were able to do the same thing with their magic. They too caused frogs to come up on the land of Egypt. Thank you so much. Thank you. Just what I needed, more frogs. <laughs> come on. <laughs> <sighs> verse 8, then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and begged, plead with the Lord to take the frogs away from me and my people, and I'll let your people go so they can offer sacrifices to the Lord. You set the time, Moses replied. Tell me when you want me to pray for you and your officials and your people. Then you and your houses will be rid of the frogs. They will remain only in the Nile River. Do it tomorrow. Tomorrow. We live in now faith is. We don't say tomorrow faith is, right? 
How long do you want to hang on to your frog? No, 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 no. We, we don't want that. He said, all right. Moses replied, I will do as you've said. Manana. Tomorrow. Romans 8, 28. Please. New Living Translation. Bum, bum. Romans 8, 28. It says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good. He does. For those who love God, sounds like us, and are called according to his purpose for them, us. For God knew his people in advance. He chose them become, to become like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he called them to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. So what should we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, and he gave us all of those things, and you see it's by degrees, one step at a time. He got you, you take one, get it settled, take another one, get it settled, and, and what, what's the end result? His glory. And he just steps, 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 and they're taking us higher, take it higher, take it higher, and then it's all of a sudden you're filled with the glory of God. Woo! So with knowing that, if God is for us, who can ever be against us? Huh? Nothing. No thing can be against you. 1 John chapter 4, verse 15, please. King James. 1 John 4, 15. It says, Who shall ever so confess that Jesus is the Son of God? God dwells in him, and he in God. So we got God dwelling in us. Right? Yeah, we all confess Jesus is Lord. So we have known, verse 16, and believe that the love of God has... Uh, that has to us, God is love, and he that dwells in love dwells in God, and God in him. Herein, or in here, really, is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. I looked that word up, judgment, it means Christ. it says crisis, K-R-I-S-I-S. In the day of crisis, in the day of stuff messing with you, we have boldness. Come on now, because why? As he is, so are we. As he is, filled with glory and honor and goodness and mercy and all these things that he is, so are we in this world. Not when we get to heaven, right now. Right now. Verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love or perfected love casts out all fear. Perfected love. We're working constantly on our love walk. Why? The more that you do that, the more love you get in, the more fear gets cast out. Right? We're just working it out, working it out. Perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment, and he that fears <laughs> is not made perfect or <laughs> in love, but we love him because he first loved us. We love him. First John 4 4, just back a couple of verses, it says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Them what? Them things. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The contemporary English version says, God's spirit is in you and is more powerful than the one that is in the world. God's spirit is in you and is more powerful. Think about that. You are more powerful than the thing that's in the world. 
<laughs> when things start messing with you, I read, I, I had this from years and years ago. General George Patton said, to die for your country is no way to win a war. The way to win a war is to make your enemies die for theirs. <laughs> what will you put up with? Right? <laughs> Amen. Now, we know the verses in 2 Corinthians 4, 18, uh, 4 verses 8. Um, let's go there. 2 Corinthians 4, 8. Yep, you're welcome. These are familiar, but they're, um, I, 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 we're, we're getting, um, I got a thing here, which is kind of cool. Um, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8, it says, For we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always abounding <laughs> about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Verse 13. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I have believed, therefore have I spoken. I believe what I speak. We also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he which raised up Jesus, or the Lord Jesus, shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. Verse 16, for this cause we faint not, though our outward man perishes, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Every day we're getting stronger and stronger and stronger. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal, subject to change. Now, I, I did this little chart, and we have two columns here. Column one is the seen, the light affliction, the law. Column two, the unseen, the spirit of faith, grace. On this side, the seen side, we're troubled on every side. We're afflicted, suffering, tribulation, disturbed, agitated, afflicted, annoyed, depressed like a grape. On this side, the unseen, the spirit of faith, grace, we're not distressed. We're not cramped. We're not afflicted. We're not harassed. We're not concerned. We are content, happy, and satisfied. You go on this side, this is why the law had to be done away with, because you're perplexed, confused, embarrassed, doubt. On this side, we're not in despair. We're not without a way. We are not at a loss. We are not depressed. We are filled with all hope and expectation. On this side, there's persecution. On this side, we're not forsaken. On this side, we're cast down. But on this side, we're not destroyed. So what are you gonna, which side are you going to step on? Are you going to go with the, the law? Or are you going to go with the grace and truth? We're going to go with grace and truth. And uh, Terry Copeland said this. What is grace? It is God's willingness to supply his power, his ability to us to be what he wants us to be, to do what he wants us to do, to have all that he wants us to have. Grace is running throughout every part of our being for this purpose. And it's in Ephesians 2.10 Amplified. For this purpose, Ephesians 2.10 in the Amplified, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life, the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. 
So pastor said this years ago, and I, and I still have, I got a bunch of his quotes. There's a good one. Look at your situation through the word. Why? Because the, the truth cancels the lie. The truth cancels the lie. Grace and truth, right? <laughs> All right. Last couple of verses. Um, Luke 9, verse 18 in the Message Bible. Luke 9, 18. Jesus is talking. It says, what are the crowds saying about me? Who am I? And you, what are you saying about me? Who am I? Because we know what people are saying about Jesus. And a lot of them, it's not good. But what are you saying about him? He's most good. He's so good. He can't help himself. But then there's a question that was posed to me. What are you saying about you? We know what people are saying about Jesus. We know what you're saying about Jesus. But what are you saying about you? I'm sure I got this from you, Pastor, years ago, too. Do you believe in Jesus through your words? What words are you constantly speaking? Our attitude and what we speak determines whether we win or lose. Let us say what God says, and this will determine our attitude and how we think, the renewed mind. Here's the thing. He says, what you pay attention to, you will become. What I see and what I hear equal the two gates to the mind. What I see and what I say is what I will become. Why? Because your future will come out of your mouth. Right? So what will you put up with? Well, I'm an overcomer. You're an overcomer. We are the head, not the tail. We're above and more and not beneath. We are more than a conquerors. We're, we're a blessing going somewhere to happen. That's who we are. Hallelujah. That's who we are. Put your chest back, your shoulders back, straighten up with a little bit of a toot. Say, hey, you know what? I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. What's more than a conqueror? Well, that's somebody that already fought for you. You just walk in and grab the, the heavyweight belt. Right? You just walk around. You got the belt. You did the fighting. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's easy. It's easy like Sunday morning. We're going to see you Sunday morning. <laughs> Amen. Father, we thank you for the opportunity. Uh, <laughs> thank you. We believe your word. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy today. We thank you for your truth, Lord. You're a good God, and you want the best for us. And you're thinking about us all the time, and we're thinking about you. And we give you praise and glory for this night. In Jesus' name, we seal it. The saints said, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> you conquerors, you go out and conquer. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.